You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 257. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast. Always so great to have you back. And I have to tell you, I so appreciate the many emails that I have gotten this month, I guess since January 1st, about how many people are binge listening the Earn That Body podcast. It's awesome. It's great because it's basically free fitness, health, nutrition, information, motivation, inspiration, and absolutely I love that you are enjoying all of it. So thank you so much for the emails. And if you ever want to thank me, the best way is to actually post something on social media to help spread the word about the Earn That Body podcast. For example, a lot of people will post a picture of the podcast episode and put it in their Instagram story. Things like that are awesome since I do not make any money on the podcast. It is just my request that you share the podcast as often as you can. So emails to say thank you are awesome. Sharing it on social media is also awesome. Thank you so much. Now, where are we and what are we going to talk about today? We are sort of mid-January now, so lots of people are well on their way to their 2022 goals. And some people might already be finding that it's hard to keep things going with your New Year's resolutions. Now, hopefully you've been following all of my January episodes so far because the goal of my January episodes is to really help keep people on track to make successful goals for 2022, not just resolutions that you're forgetting about already by the third week of January, right? That was in week one. Also, we talked about uh, how to get your nutrition back on track with simple steps, something that everyone can do and making those simple step changes will change so much for you in potentially your weight loss and how you feel overall. And then today we are going to be talking about how to set up a successful workout plan for 2022. And that's definitely going to help motivate you and keep you on track so that you don't set up these unrealistic expectations and these unrealistic plans for your workouts and then fail. Because what I want you to do in 2022 is really set up realistic goals that you can honestly reach. Because every time I have ever conquered something and actually hit the finish line and reached that goal, it's incredibly empowering. I have felt so much empowerment every time I reach a goal. So that's my wish for all of you in 2022 that I can help you reach some of your nutrition, fitness, health, goals and potentially weight loss goals in a successful, maintainable way for 2022. Now, a lot of people are asking me, you know what, can I get into one of your programs? I didn't sign up. I know January is super sold out, but I always make a few spots for podcast listeners. That's what I've decided to do in the last few months. So if you're a podcast listener and you want to get into the five-week Earn That Body program, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com, and say, hey, I'm a podcast listener. Can I squeeze in in 
in January, and I will see what I can do for you. Now, something exciting that just launched is the new Run Power bonus pack. And so what the bonus pack is, is it's extra, five actually, five extra brand new audio runs and five brand new tempo workouts. And so these are sort of a great addition if you did the Run Power program. Now, if you didn't do the Run Power program, could you still buy the bonus pack so that you have some running workouts? Absolutely, yes. You just won't have the full calendar of workouts with the strength training and a calendar that tells you when to do everything. But if you love to run and you wanna try some of my audio runs and tempo runs, definitely check out the new Run Power bonus pack. Go to the website, earnthatbody.com. You will see a link for it right on top. Um, And again, you can always shoot me an email, Kim at earnthatbody.com. I'm happy to always answer any questions for you. Now, as I said, we're talking today about a successful workout plan, and we're going to get to all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Dr. Andrew Weil, my favorite medical doctor. He is an MD, but very alternative at the same time. He had a great article that came out that's called How Much Time in Nature. He says, I know spending time in nature forest therapy is supposed to be good for your health, but I'm wondering how much time is best and whether it has to be daily. That was actually written to him, not from him, from a client or a follower. And so he talks about how much time in nature is going to benefit us because it's definitely been a great topic over the last couple years with COVID. So many more people are getting out in nature and a lot of people are realizing that it's kind of a huge mental relief to be out there. But I thought this was interesting because it raises a great question. Well, how much time are we talking that it's really going to make a difference, right? So as you may know, forest therapy, or you might not know, it originated in Japan where researchers have been studying its physiological effects, and they've been doing this for many years that they've been looking into this. And it appears to have measurable health benefits. For example, it can lower levels of salivary cortisol, the hormone that rises when we are under stress. But how much time in nature is needed to get these healthy benefits? Well, a study from the UK, which was actually published in 2019, came up with an estimate that 120 minutes, two hours per week, that was the amount that they were saying. The researchers from the University of Exeter found that it doesn't matter if you spend those two hours in nature all at once or incrementally over the course of a week. Now, the findings come from data on nearly 20,000 people participating in this survey called the Monitor of Engagement with Natural Environment, which is the world's largest study of people's contact with the natural world. Participants who spent two hours a week or more outdoors reported being in better health and having a greater sense of well-being than those who didn't get out at all. No such benefits were seen for people who spent less than two hours a week in natural settings. 
Now, the findings also showed that spending five or more hours a week in nature offered no additional health advantages. And the researchers noted that most of the participants' nature visits took place within two miles of their homes, and nearly half of the people who reported spending little or no time in natural settings said they had low levels of life satisfaction, and one in four said they were in poor health. Now, the investigators suggested that one explanation for the results might be that time spent in nature is a proxy for physical activity. And it is this which is driving the relationship, not nature contact per se. However, the study leader, who is an environmental psychologist, said that what really amazed us was that this was true for all groups of people. Two hours a week was the threshold for both men and women older and younger adults, different ethnic groups, people living in richer or poorer areas, and even for those living with long-term illnesses. Now, they learned a great deal about general health benefits of forest therapy from a British analysis of 143 studies, and it included data on some 290 million people from 20 countries. That's a good-sized uh piece of public information, meaning it's not something that they're looking at just 10 people, right? Now, it concluded that the practice was associated with lower levels of cortisol, which is that stress hormone that we want to keep down. It was associated with lower levels of blood pressure and lowering heart rate. Findings also showed that forest therapy lowered blood cholesterol and reduced rates of diabetes coronary heart disease, stroke, asthma, and death from heart disease. In addition, it was associated with decreased risk of preterm birth and lower all-cause mortality. Some of the studies analyzed suggested that forest therapy helped people sleep better and improved outcomes in those with cancer and neurological conditions. Hey everyone, I don't know about you, but it makes me want to go spend at least two hours a week in nature. All of those things are a benefit to us. And as they said, maybe it's because it's a form of exercise for some people, but that's fine. Maybe it's because nature is so soothing and so grounding for us. I really think it's important that when you take this time in nature team, don't bring your phone. Have something with you for an emergency if you need to, but don't listen to music. Don't have your phone there dinging every time you get a text or a notification. Literally go into nature, breathe the air, the fresh air, look at the colors, see the butterflies, the bees. Like sometimes I notice so many things in nature that I would never notice if my head was face down in that phone. And you know who we're talking about. I look around all the time. I look at people who are walking on the street and their faces in the phone. And I think, I wonder if they're getting that same benefit of nature if their face is down in the phone. So my recommendation is put all of the cell phones away and really go out and enjoy at least two hours per week in nature so you can get all of those incredible health benefits for free. It's not a supplement you have to pay for, right? You don't have to do anything but go outside and enjoy. So I absolutely love that. I happen to love nature. I'm in my garden all the time and I love going for walks and just checking it all out, probably because it always makes me feel better. Now, let's talk about a successful workout plan. 
I have 11 things here that I want to talk about that are going to motivate you, that are going to inspire you, and are going to educate you about how to really focus on a proper workout schedule, workout plan, and what to do to get through 2022 so you reach your fitness goals. So let's just get right in. The very first thing that you can do to have a very successful workout plan is make a plan, right? Don't just go into the week and be like, okay, it's Monday, what's my workout gonna be today? No, you should have already planned your week out the week before. So you've gotta make a plan, and I am very big on pen to paper, okay? If you're a computer person, you wanna put it in your notes or whatever, that's fine, but you've got to write it down in some way. I like to put it directly into a calendar. If you have your workout listed in your calendar, then it is something that you have to do, just like going to a doctor's appointment, right? It is appointment that you are setting. So writing a plan in your calendar is going to be super important. And it's great to do it the week before for the week ahead so that when you wake up on Monday morning, the plan is already there. You don't have to think, okay, what's my, okay, so I'm gonna do a Peloton workout, but now I have to figure out which workout. Do you know there's thousands and thousands and thousands? It's going to take you forever and you're gonna miss your workout window just trying to figure out what you're gonna do. So please, it'll take you like five minutes the weekend before to make your plan for the week ahead. That is one of the golden things that you can do for a successful workout plan. Now, the second thing that you need to do to really have a successful plan is you need to include cross-training in this plan. If you're someone who loves to cycle and you go to Soul Cycle every single day, which is great, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not having cross-training in the plan. Now, the majority of my followers are anywhere between 35 to 55. That's the majority, okay? That's sort of the demographic of people who listen to the podcast and follow me. I have clients that are younger. I have clients that are older, but that is the primary demographic. And it is so important in this demographic that you're cross-training. You do not want to do the same workout two days in a row. Primarily because as we age, you are increasing your chance of injury if you do things like that. But if you change what you do each day, it's actually a lot better for the body. So I don't even run every single day. I love to run, everybody knows, that's my thing. I love to run, I love to train for marathons, but I don't run every single day. I cross train as much as possible, all right? So do not do the same workout every single day and really be careful with your strength training because I have a lot of people who come to me and they wanna lose weight and they tell me I strength train every day. That's what I do. And I go for an occasional walk, but I strength train every day. I don't recommend it. For one, I hope you're not doing full body strength training every day because the muscles need at least 48 hours of time to recover before you work them again. Again, if you don't do that, you're risking injury and you're likely never gonna see gains in muscle strength because those muscles are never recovering. Now, if you're someone who's like, no, I don't do the same muscle groups. I do like legs and chest one day and then I do arms the next day and then I do back. 
that's all okay too, but like you don't really need to be doing an hour of back muscles because that's a lot. Um, You likely don't need an hour even of leg strength. So I'm just saying cross train, change it up. It's not only going to make a difference in your body, but it also keeps the motivation going. You won't get bored with your workouts. Now, number three, this is really hard for some people and not for others, but you only want in your workout week two to three days of intense workouts. And then you want at least two to three days of what I call easy workouts, all right? And we're gonna do, I'm gonna be doing some podcast episodes ahead about this type of training. But what I'm basically getting at is every day, you should not work out hard. So if you are going to Soul Cycle, poor Soul Cycle, I'm, I'm working them today. If you are doing a Cycle Studio class every single day, then I would guess that you're working out really hard every single day. Because I have yet to be, I have yet to go to a cycle studio where the class was not super intense. Very, I don't, I mean, again, for me, I have never gone into a cycle studio where they're like, okay, today's a recovery ride. We're gonna take it really easy. Unless it's a Peloton ride, that is not happening in the cycle studios. So you don't wanna do full on 45 minute to one hour intense, super sweat, high heart rate workouts every single day. It's too hard on the body. And again, for this demographic I'm talking about, 35 to 55, you don't wanna burn out your adrenals by working out too hard too often. It's not going to help you lose weight. I can promise you that. Too much cortisol is being released in your body with all these intense workout days and that's gonna make weight loss even harder. So if you feel like you are aging and it's getting harder to lose weight, So you're working out more and you're working out more intensely, you're probably doing yourself a disservice and that's why you might be struggling, all right? So two days, like a typical week for me, I do two hard quality run workouts, like speed training a week, and then I do one long run. So a long run is done at a slow pace, but it is a long run. For me, it can be anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours, and so that is still, included in my vision of an intense day. It's a hard workout. So three days for me, that's it. The rest of the days are my easier days. Whether it's strength training, yoga, easy recovery on the bike just to flush out the legs, but I always honor my body with two to three easy days, all right? And that is gonna make a huge difference in your workout plan as well. Number four, it's really important especially as we age, men and women, you've got to include two to three strength training days in your week. So when you're making that plan for your workout, right? You're spending a little time on Sunday working out what you're gonna do for your plan. You're putting it in your calendar. I want you to put in at least two to three strength training days. Now, when I say two to three, I personally really like to do a full body strength workout two to three times a week, okay? So I don't, I'm not saying, oh, you're gonna do arms one day and you're gonna do legs one day and then you're gonna do core on the third day. No, I really do want you to lift weights for all of your muscle groups at least two times in the week. Now, what I like to do is on the third day, I 
like to do yoga as my strength workout. Now you might be thinking, well, yoga is not really a strength workout. Well, yoga actually is a type of strength workout. If you think about it, it's body weight. And I can tell you that I have been oh so sore from many yoga classes in my life, even more sore than sometimes lifting weights. So it's a different type of strength training. No, you're not lifting heavy, but you're still doing body weight moves and deep lunges and core work and tricep work and chaturanga. And so I personally like to do two days of full body strength and then one day of yoga. But when you're creating that plan, make sure you're including your strength days. Number five, you also have to have cardio days, team. So some people, they love strength and they only want to strength train, and then other people love cardio and they only want to cardio train. You got to have both. It's part of that cross-training thing, right? So two to three times a week, I personally think three times a week is sort of like a minimum of cardio training. You not only need it because you're going to burn more calories that way if you are trying to lose weight, but you also need to do cardio workouts for your cardiovascular system. Strength training is not going to be enough to increase your cardiovascular fitness. So you might do a cycle class. You might do a running workout. Um, you might do a rowing workout. Cardio is getting that heart rate up. That's probably going to be one of those two to three intense days that we talked about on number three, right? So with that cross training, you're going to get your strength training in. You're going to get your cardio days in. And even one day, if you want to, you could do sort of a half strength train, half cardio day. So I like to do at least two days that are full body strength and at least two days that are solid one hour cardio only. And then maybe one day where I do some cardio and some strength. And that is usually for me like a recovery run with yoga. So that's a nice way to sort of balance it out and also switch it up. Number six, what can you do to have a successful workout plan this year? Well, you need to get accountable. If you know that getting in workouts is really hard for you, you have to get accountable. And there's so many ways to get accountable. So some people need a personal trainer, so that's whether they are meeting a personal trainer at the gym or you have a personal trainer online. So like right now, I actually personal train people live streaming. So if that's something that you're interested in, always let me know, Kim and Earn That Body. Because let me tell you, when I personal train someone and they show up for that session online, they get a killer workout and they show up because they paid for that spot, right? So get accountable either with a personal trainer or maybe just going to the gym knowing that that's when your cardio kickbox class is that you love, great. Maybe you sign up for an online class, like I also have the ETB Live Strength Training Streaming class that you can do live with me in a group format. That's another way to get accountable. All the ladies in this group, they're like diehards and they love seeing everybody show up together on Tuesdays for our Earn That Body live streaming class. So that's another way to get accountable. Maybe you need to get a partner or a friend to meet up with, right? So that's always great. So if you're like a runner and you just can't motivate to get out there, then you need a running buddy that you say, we meet on this day at this time at this place. 
Because if someone's waiting for you on that corner, you better show up, right? Or you're also gonna lose a friend. So sometimes having that workout partner can definitely help. It might even be just meeting that partner at cycle class. Like maybe you're not gonna show up if you know your bestie's not gonna show up too, right? So it's great to get accountable by having a friend show up with you at that master swim, in that cycle group, for that long run, whatever it might be, or maybe even for the online class. Maybe you're like, okay, Kim, I'm paying you for ETB Live, but I also need my bestie there because she's the one who's gonna the night before tell me I better show up. (laughs) But getting accountable is key. So make it happen by getting accountable. Number seven, how are you going to make this workout plan successful this year? You're going to do a morning workout. Now I know, It's not an option for everyone, but I think it's more of an option for most people than most people admit. You might not be a morning person, and so you might not want to do it before work. But the reality is this, how often do you say, no, I'm gonna work out after work, and you get home, and you're starving, and so you eat, and then you're full, and then you're tired, and then you don't work out. It happens a lot, and let me tell you, I don't blame you. I could never work out at night. Like I have to get it done in the morning. I would, I'm exhausted at night, okay? So it would never work for me. Now the morning workout is something you will never regret. So even if you have to get up early before work, I've never had a client yet call me and say, man, I wish I didn't get that workout done before work today. I just feel terrible. No, you feel amazing and it sets you up for success the rest of the day because if you work out in the morning, you want to eat healthier. You want to hydrate with water. You feel good. You have energy. Like it makes a difference even if it's hard to get up early, right? So the morning workout, it's pretty much always best. So I'm going to highly, highly, highly recommend it. I did a podcast episode called The Best Time of Day to Work Out. You might check that out. It was actually episode number four. Oh my gosh, when I saw what episode, that was a long time ago. But it's a great episode. And so if you're struggling with when you should work out, I definitely recommend go check out episode number four. Maybe that will help you as well. Number eight, I think this is really important, all right? I call it the post-workout check-in. And what that means is after your workouts are complete, I want you to just take 30 seconds. That's it, okay? 30 seconds to emotionally check in. Almost always, you are going to feel so good after a workout. You feel accomplished. You feel like you can check the box. You did it. You just have more energy now. Maybe you had a headache before and now it's gone. That happens to me a lot. If I have a headache, I can usually work out and it's gone. Do a post-workout check-in and embrace how good you feel. I talk about embracing how you feel so much with my clients when they get their nutrition on track, when they get their nutrition balanced with the right amount of protein and fat and carbohydrates, and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I'm no longer starving all day. I feel so good. I don't have the energy highs and lows. And I tell them, embrace how you feel right now because that feeling is what keeps you going and makes you wanna work out again the next day and the day after that. And it's gonna help you not go into one of those, oh, I haven't worked out for two weeks, it's so hard to get back, 
a thing. It happens for many people. You're either the workout person who that's not an issue for you, you love to work out, or you just don't ever wanna work out. So when you work out, take that 30 seconds, because that's literally all it takes, to check in and embrace how you feel. Number nine, I talk about this a lot. We talked about it the other week with goals. It is really fantastic if you can set a physical goal, a fitness goal, something, fitness or physical, because that goal can keep you incredibly motivated. Now, as you know, for me, that goal is like always a running race. (laughs) It's a 10K, it's a half marathon, it's a marathon. I will set myself up with some kind of race, with a plan, with a coach, and every day I work towards my goal. That keeps me motivated. That works for me. But that's not everybody. I totally get that. So you might be someone who loves your Peloton. Great. So you should do the FTP 20-minute test. If you have a Peloton and you haven't done the 20-minute FTP test, you're missing the boat when it comes to cycle training because you don't even know your power zones. And if you're not training properly in your right power zones, you're not training properly for what you are trying to accomplish. Whether that's getting more fit, losing weight, um, a recovery day. How do you know what a recovery day is on the cycle if you don't know what your power zones are, right? So how can you set a physical goal for a Peloton rider? You wanna increase your power. And you do that by taking the FTP test and then four to six weeks later, take it again and see, did you increase your power? That's a fantastic fitness goal. And you have to work hard for that. Um, So it doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be biking. Maybe you're a swimmer and you're trying to reach, you know, the 100 meter time or the 400 time or the mile time. Whatever it is, it is really great to have some kind of physical goal. Might be for the men, how much you're bench pressing. Um, Maybe for you, even the goal is I'm going to work out five times a week. But that's a goal and you have to have it somewhere in your calendar where you check it off. Did you hit your physical goal this week? Any kind of physical or fitness goal is going to help keep you motivated. So find one and set one. And if you cannot think of one, I want you to email me, kimatearnthatbody.com, and I'm gonna help you find a physical goal, okay? I literally want it that bad for you because I know that it will help keep you motivated. And when you reach that goal, we are talking about a whole new level of empowerment. And then you're going to say, oh my God, what can I conquer next? Number 10, the tip to successful workout plan number 10 is you got to do what you love. So you can't run because Kim Eagle loves to run because you might not love running, right? You can't get on the bike every day if you hate bike workouts because you're not going to stay motivated for very long. If you hate yoga, don't do yoga, at least not every day. (laughs) I do think you should still do yoga at least once a week. It's very important to move your body in certain ways. But do you see what I'm saying? Don't do kickboxing class at the gym because your friend does it if you hate it. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be easy to not show up for class pretty soon because you hate it. It's It's not your thing, right? So find what you love. Go to a boxing class. Try an online boxing class if you can't go to the gym right now. I I really don't recommend you go to the gym right now because of COVID. I just think this is not the time to be in the gym and there are way too many online options, okay? Just gonna throw that out there. But you gotta find what you love. Maybe you love tennis. Fantastic, tennis is a great workout. 
But whatever it is, you've got to find what you love and you've got to stop doing things you don't love because you're never going to keep doing that. And so you're going to be very unsuccessful with your workout plan in 2022 if you are doing what you do not love. So find what you love and stick to that as much as you can. You may still have to throw in some cross training and it, it's not everything you do in your cross training that might not be the best workout that you love. Like I'm being really honest and you're, many of you are not going to believe this because when I say this, people email me all the time. They're like, that can't be true. But I do not love to strength train. I just don't. Like I love cardio. I'm the cardio girl. I don't love to strength train, but I do it two days a week full body because I know how important it is for the muscles in my body, the bones in my body, for you know all of that muscle that I'm losing as I age. It's a necessity for me. So I don't love it, but I still do it. So you gotta find this sort of like balance between getting in most of the workouts that you love and you look forward to and then balancing it with some proper cross training. And then the last thing, number 11. Understand this team, okay? Exercise is a part of being healthy. It does not have to be a part of weight loss. It should not be a part of punishing yourself when you eat unhealthy. Meaning you have a holiday weekend, you wake up on Monday and you think you need to work out for three hours to burn that awful amount of food you took in over the holiday weekend off. That is so unkind to your body. You already ate bad all weekend, which was unkind to your body, but we do it, it happens. So the kinder thing would be to spend one hour of focused time on Monday working out and then having a clean eating day the rest of the day with lots of hydration and vegetables and fruit and protein and you know healthy carbohydrates and healthy fat. That would be a kinder way to handle a post-holiday weekend than trying to punish yourself with extra workouts That will never work, just so you know. It never worked for you before, and it will never work for you, trust me. Otherwise, everyone would do that, and it would work. It does not work like that. So I want you to think about working out to be healthy, all right? Work out so that your kids can see that it's an important part of your life. Because what you do, your kids will do. Your kids are watching you and they're watching you at every age, okay? I wanna be really clear. They're watching you when they're young. They're watching you when they're teenagers. And if you made exercise a really important part of your life during those years of their life, I'm telling you, it's going to follow through in their life as they age. But if you have older kids now and then you stop working out, What you're showing them is as you age, you don't need to work out anymore and they will probably follow that too, potentially. There's that chance, right? Because your kids will always look up to you in one way or another. So work out so that your family can also see this role model, whether they're younger or older. Work out because it's really good for you, okay, everyone? Number 11, how to have a successful workout plan is just to understand why we do exercise. We do it to be healthy. It doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be CrossFit style strength training where you're just absolutely dying and hurting your knees and injuring your shoulder. It doesn't have to be marathon running where you're just absolutely in pain from running too far too often. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be moving your body and exercising 
consistently throughout the week. And I truly believe if you've listened to these 11 things and taken them to heart, you can set yourself up for a very successful workout plan this year. And that means you're going to continue exercising all year. You're not going to take these two-week breaks where you just don't exercise at all. You're not going to fall off track to your fitness goals because you're going to actually write down these goals. You're going to have a plan in your calendar. It's going to help you check it off and stay motivated. You're going to be accountable to other people potentially. All of these wonderful things are going to help you exercise so that you can stay healthy. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. A healthy body, not a skinny body, a healthy body. Because that's the one that as you age will take you further in whatever you want to do without pain, without illness. So focus on healthy. And I know that 2022 is going to be your best workout plan yet. Thanks everyone so much for listening to the Earn That Body podcast today. Please remember that the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.